We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. If you have to buy insurance, why not buy it from a locally owned agency who's also a KU alumni? Instead of buying from a website that supports outside communities, why not buy from an agent that puts money back into the KC Lawrence market? Your money stays in Kansas when you buy from Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. Let Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance put his vast experience to work for you. Uh, go to his website, kcfarmersagent.com, kcfarmersagent.com. Click on contact me and Patrick will help you make smart decisions with your insurance. Patrick not only knows a thing or two about insurance, he knows a thing, a bit about, a thing or two about our beloved Kansas Jayhawks called 913-248-8861, 913-248-8861 or visit kcfarmersagent.com today. Rock shot. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got Myers. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. What's good? We're back. Uh, we got a special guest, somebody we've been trying to hunt down for like six months now. He's a he's a tough man to get a hold of. He's not a tough man to get a hold of. He's a tough man to lock in to come on a podcast. But he's here. We appreciate it. It is first team all Big 12 2020, third team all Big 12 2019, Big 12 all freshman team, consensus second team all American in 2020, and in my opinion, 2020 national champ. Devon, Devon, can you hear me? Yeah, how you doing? Oh, doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yep, yep. 
All right. So just give the crowd or give the, the listeners, the KU fan base, kind of an update on everything you're doing right now. Obviously, you're training, but like where are you at and kind of what have you been up to? Yeah. So right now, I mean, it's the longest pre-draft process ever, but um, now I'm out here uh, in Vegas training uh, every day, just um, getting my body right, getting my shot right. And um, really just waiting, <clears throat> waiting for that day because I mean, it's uncertain times right now where you can't work out for teams or anything, but um, stuff is starting to come out. Teams can, uh, you know, come watch us work out. So we're getting, we're still getting word on that. And um, yeah, so just, just been grinding and, and getting ready for that day. <laughs> You said uh, the drafts in less than a month. Um, is that like a set date, or is there like potential for that to change and stuff? No, it's uh, it's set November eighteenth. I think it's I think that's on a Wednesday. So yeah. So you just been working out and having interviews and things like that. Yeah, I, I had um, I had Toronto yesterday and um, Boston tomorrow morning. So I mean, yeah, I've, that's that's what I've been doing. Interviews. And that's all that we can do right now, interviews and just, just working out. Awesome. So, all right, let's just let's just get into it. We've done these interviews before with Sharon, Tyshawn. We just always like to, I don't know, get into before you got to KU, kind of how you ended up there, and then we'll talk a little more about your career. But, like, I guess what I always want to know is getting recruited by Bill Self, was there something that, like, stood out to you in the process? Is there a funny story, or was he just, like – what makes Bill Self so good at recruiting guys like you? I think Bill Self, I mean, he he's a you know, coach self, he's a great salesman. So um like I mean, yeah, like so when he came, I think uh the first time he saw me play was my junior high school. Came to like an AAU game. And um yeah, so that's when he started to get interested. Uh, Coach Rob was my main recruiter, and then um, you know Coach Self stepped in and um, took over some things. So uh, yeah, so he, he was texting my my parents. Uh, he actually my senior year came to my house and um, did an in home visit, and that's when you know they brought some they brought some graphics. They, they brought they brought some stuff to 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 sell and. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing about him, you know, other coaches were selling like, you know, this is going to be the team. Uh, we're, we're giving you the key, like we're, we're giving you everything right now. But um, with self, he was kind of like, you have to come in and work for it. And so um, I took that as a challenge. Uh, just hearing, that. I mean, he said we, we're going to have guards here. You're going to have Charlie Moore, uh, Quinn uh, is going there, and um, so I mean, I just looked at it as, as a challenge, and I like that. And I'm um, just, just playing for a coach that's, that's competitive. That really intrigued me. Um, I, I, I could just hear it, you know, when he was recruiting. You know, he he was kind of like a – like like he doesn't sugarcoat anything. You know, he, he tells you, like, like, it's straightforward. He tells you, like, how it is. So, um, you know, I like that. And um, it really came down to Kansas and Florida. Uh, my mom really wanted me to go to Florida. But um, – I just something about Kansas just took. I want to take my visit there. You know, saw the fan base, saw the saw the crowd. Um, got closer with Coach Self. I thought that me, I ended up making the right choice. That, that was the place to be. Fell in love with it for sure. Yeah. So 
Bills obviously had some great point guards come through KU. How appealing was it? Uh, just like with guys like Frank and Devonte and Sharon, like guys that Bill really developed throughout their four years at KU. Nah, yeah, it was very appealing. Um, I mean, that yeah, that's one of their selling points. So, um, them letting their guards uh, operate, the guards, you know, let, uh, you know, they let the guards do their thing. So, uh, yeah, when they when self recruited, he brought up Devonte, brought up Sharon, being from Chicago, uh, he brought up Frank, and so. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was, I mean, that's like a, that's the thing you look for uh, when you're a high schooler, looking at what guards, I mean, what what players in position came before you at that school, and you look at how you know how they did and, and their success, and uh, just seeing Frank's success, um, you know, I felt like you know I, I could I could step in and um, you know try to do that. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, so. So obviously you mentioned itself during the recruiting process. Was like, hey, there's going to be other guards here. Charlie Moore, you mentioned Quentin Grimes. But I go back to that first, that Tuesday night against Michigan State, your freshman year. All of a sudden you're starting at point guard for the preseason number one team playing in, what, was that Madison Square Garden? Yeah. No, that was Indiana. Indiana. It was? Okay. Either way, huge, yeah. huge scene. You're playing on opening night against a great, great team in Michigan State. And, I mean, be honest, were you absolutely terrified or were you like, this is why I came to Kansas, I'm pumped for this? <laughs> nah, honestly, bro, like, I found out I was going to start that game the night before. Like, we had, uh, what was it? We had, like, a so this is what we did before the game. We had, like, a little film session around, like, 9 o'clock uh, before the game. And uh, we run over, like, our little plays and what we're about to do. And uh, he just said, like, yeah, Dot, dot started at the one tomorrow. And I was like, I mean, I, I didn't know. I didn't know who who was going to start. So uh, when I heard that, I was like, damn, yeah, this this is it. So um, <laughs> it was like that was my first college game. I was I was super nervous. Uh, it was just, you know, it was just a crazy feeling, you know, stepping out on that court, uh, being your first college game and seeing the atmosphere, seeing the fans uh, was just amazing. So, I mean, you went – you went off that game. This year you had like 20 points. Yeah. Or you, you and Quentin. I know Quentin went off that game. <laughs> yeah, I went off that game. Holy shit. This is our yeah. backcourt. These dudes are 18 and we're just going to roll with them for a few years. Let's do it. So, yeah, yeah. that was that was certainly uh, a nice yeah. little start to the career. All right, guys, quick break. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going to the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager in any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag. Uh, take advantage of all those great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book expert. Yeah, and you guys beat you guys beat a ton of good teams early on that year. You guys beat uh, Tennessee was one of the, I know I think you're friends with Grant Grant Williams and I know you guys beat uh, them Marquette Nova and Michigan State. So I mean, how excited? Yeah, how excited were you about that team? And I guess talk about how much unlucky stuff kind of happened that year with Doke getting hurt and. With Gerald having to leave the program, also. Uh, no, I was super excited. I mean, we were ten and zero. We was just steamrolling. You know, everything was clicking. Uh, Diedrich, Diedrich was hooping. Doke was healthy, 
And uh, we, we just had a lot of pieces uh, starting off. And then, um, you know, I think when was our first loss? Arizona State. At Arizona. You guys should have won that one. Yeah, should have won that game. And then, um, yeah, th- things just, I guess, just started going south. I mean, uh, with Doak's injury, that was a big blow. I mean, he got it. Injury came. I got a freak accident in practice. I didn't even know. Um, the play that had happened in practice. Like, I didn't – I like, it, when somebody said Doke was hurt, I was like, well, yo, what happened? Like, I, I honestly didn't know. So, I mean, that was just honestly crazy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Legero's departure um, was a big blow because, you know, he can shoot it super good. So, um, I mean, so it was just – it was just a, you know, kind of a weird type of season because we were rolling 10-0 and then – Things started to go south. So, um, but I mean, we tried to pick it back up and then, um, you know, we got bumped out by Auburn, but it was, it was all right. That first Auburn, year, that yeah, Auburn it was good. It was not, not a good season. Yeah. So I guess uh, you're a freshman that year, obviously. And as you said, I mean, you lose Doke, you lose LeGerald. Quentin doesn't have the freshman season you kind of expected him to. But I would say that year, you and Diedrich were like the two kind of just the guys you knew what you were going to get every night. You went out and did put up solid numbers all year. Do you think the fact that by the end of that year, you were so like you were so relied on, did that help you a ton being kind of on a team that was struggling? And like, it was like, if dot doesn't play well, we literally have no chance to win. So like, right. even though it sucked that we weren't winning as much as we wanted to, did that help you going into sophomore year? Not for sure. I mean, I think I just built so much confidence, uh, you know, just just being, you know, being that guy, being a guy who who runs everything. So, uh, so I kind of use that season to springboard into my sophomore season. So, um, yeah, like it was kind of, I don't know what 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 was the turning point where I think when, uh, yeah, Jared went out. You know, I, I mean, I, it was pretty much not not just me and Diedrich, but I mean, we had to. We had to, you know, kind of, you know, take the load on and, and do some more things out there. And um, so, yeah, it, it just gave me a lot of confidence to my next season. So I think that's how. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about how frustrating that Auburn game was, though? Because they hit 486 threes that night. And coming out of the second half, you guys, I mean, I think you guys scored like 20 points in the first three or four minutes. And I don't think you guys cut the deficit at all. Like they're just running and gunning. I, it was unreal. That was the – maybe just the, that's the way they were playing that game, but that was the fastest uh, college team I've ever, like, played against. Like, it was crazy. Like, they were getting the ball out, pitching it up the floor and shooting three and just making everything. I'm like, yo, no way. And, um, yeah, I mean, I looked up at the scoreboard. We're down, like, 15, like, with, with 10 minutes into the game. I'm like, what, what is going on? So, uh, that, that was just – yeah, that was that was just a bad game. What did uh, what did what's Bill even say in the locker room at that point? Because Bill Self's not used to being down twenty at half like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So like, I assume at that point it's not like a pissed off Bill Self. It's like, all right, guys, just like, or was he pissed? No, he wasn't. It, he was like at halftime. He said, "All right, guys, let's try <laughs> let's let's try not to have the worst." Lost in March Madness history. Let's try to just keep it. <laughs> keep it point. He said, we, 
we can't get blown up by sixty. I mean, it, like he's it, like he literally said that. I'm like, it was it was it was. It was it, I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but like, yeah, looking back, like, yeah, that, that would have been embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, Auburn was a play away from playing in the title game. You guys just kind of ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, you might be one of the unluckiest players to ever come through KU. Facts, bro. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> all the stuff that went just goes down. Like, why this year the pandemic has to come? Like it doesn't, you know. It's crazy. the first time the tournament never happens. Well, I don't know. Bro. You guys like, are the best team in the country. All right. Why? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to how depressing <laughs> the season was. But so after that freshman year, you, uh, I, I'll be honest. The ain't no seats group text. We texted about whether you were coming back for like every day for like you. You waited until the last final second to decide one. That was messed up. Will you apologize <laughs> to us for that? And two, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kansas, for that. <laughs> two, like, I mean, I feel like it truly did take you that long to decide, didn't it? Like, was it just an extremely tough decision where it really did take that entire time? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just seeing, you know, what was, you know, the best you know, possibility. I mean, that could happen in the draft. Like, is it possible if I can move up? Uh, is it possible that, you know, just just trying to get as much feedback and, and um, you know, just hearing things from your agent and, and different teams. So, I mean, we uh, had a pro day. Like, my pro day was later than, uh, you know, the other agency pro day. So, that, that's kind of a reason why it was so late. I got – my pro day was, like, the day before the deadline. So, I had, like, one day just to fly back. And uh, get back to Charlotte and talk and like literally like sit down and, and talk with my family at the table. And that, I mean, that was the only time where I got to sit down and talk with my family about it. Cause I was on the road, you know, traveling so much. So, um, yeah, when I got back, um, we did our pros and cons and everything. And, and um, what it really came down to is uh, I know what, you know, what, 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 like, what my team came up short my freshman year and I didn't want to go out like, like that. So, I mean, that, that overrid everything, you know, uh, and then yeah. that I knew that was coming back uh, where you can win like a national championship. Cause dope, uh, was coming back. I mean, we had Marcus Garrett, you know, best defender in college basketball. So, um, I looked at that. I was like, let's go get one. And, um, we were on track. So, yeah. Um, what kind of feedback did you get? as far as like what you needed to improve on and then what did you do? I mean, obviously you had a huge sophomore year. What did you do all off? Like, what did you focus on all off season to get better? Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a cool process going through all that and getting feedback and, um, feedback saying, uh, you know, better leadership, running team better and, uh, you know, improving my shot. And, um, you know, that off season, you know, I took it serious. I probably was in a gym probably like, three times a day, um, just, just, just trying to work, you know, get better, get better. Um, cause I knew we could have a special season. So, um, I worked on, yeah, in practice, whether that's talking leadership, being positive, you know, just running the team better. I watched a lot of film that summer, uh, of, of how to pick your spots a little bit better. So, um, all that stuff helped out until my sophomore season. And, um, yeah, it really just took off from there. And I uh, just got, you know, stepped right in, was comfortable, and, um, you know, 
was ready to rock out. Yeah. So before we get into 2020 season or your sophomore season, that off season was pretty wild. Like obviously we had the dope decision, you deciding the same time you decided it was announced that Quentin Grimes was no longer going pro. And so everyone was like, Oh shit, we got Quentin. We got dot. We got everybody like this is going to be great. And then it's announced that Quentin's back, but he's also like transferring. So my first question is one, did you know that he probably wasn't coming back regardless or was that kind of like news to you? And two, do you feel like it was it just like a fit thing? It just didn't go well, so he needed a new change of scenery or kind of what happened there? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely surprised when I heard that. Uh, I mean, I kind of – it was kind of like a 70-30, you know. I felt like he was just going to maybe just go, go to the league and, and see what he can do. And then um, – I mean, I, I didn't think about the transfer. You know, that kind of surprised me. But, you know, he did what was best for him and his family. And, uh, you know, I respect it. Uh, with uh, – yeah, I just think – I just think the fit just wasn't right. Um, I think being far from home kind of got to him. So, moving back uh, was – back home was, was very – probably beneficial for him. And, and um, you know, he, he did well uh, this past season. So, um, I think, yeah, it's just a, it's a feel. This wasn't right there. Yeah. It's funny, too, because that day I remember Silvio tweeting. He's like, hey, Q and Dot are coming back. So, like, none yeah. of you guys knew at all. Still, so we did that? Yeah. He was like, I, remember that, right? Maybe we got Q and Dot. And then, like, an hour later, it's like, Quinn Grimes gone. Yeah, nobody knew. I, I had no idea. I don't think the coach – I think the coach just found out that day too, so. I think in, – and in, that's how it was. Remember, B-Turn, you were, you were talking to Mitch when Doak was deciding, and Mitch, like, the deadline passed, and Mitch was like, I literally have no idea what Doak's doing. Like, nobody still knew. Were you yeah. the same way where you were just like, uh, I think he's coming back because he hasn't announced anything, but, I mean, that was – Who was – No, Doak. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't have a clue either. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't have a clue. I didn't. Yeah, I, feel I like still, he, he, did, he didn't even really ever announce it either. I think that people just tweeted out a pic that he was coming back, and then that was it. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll dunk on everybody for another year. But <laughs> but yeah, sophomore year, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about late night. Obviously, that was an interesting night at the field house. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Can you kind of talk about like? I mean, we've heard that. Bill wasn't Bill and the coaches didn't really expect all that stuff to go down and that they were pretty pissed off. Can you kind of I mean it's probably fun for you guys. So can you talk about like the perspective from the players and recruits and then how pissed <laughs> off the coaches were? Yeah, that was an interesting night. Um yeah, so I had to start off. I mean, Snoop came in the locker room. Uh, we're all just getting ready, warming up. I think we, we just got done playing, or yeah, we just got done playing and um yeah, Snoop came in. And, uh, you know, talked to us a little bit. And then we went out to go watch the go watch the performance. And late night's the night where, yeah, a whole bunch of recruits, uh, you show them around uh, campus, and it's kind of a good event to, you know, feel the atmosphere of the campus and the culture and everything. So, I mean, yeah, the recruits were around us. And, um, you yeah. You don't so take them out to the bars, do you? Yeah, they, they, they go up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, recruits go up, sure. Um, I mean, yeah, that's what comes with the recruiting trip. I mean, you, you see, yeah, 
film around the campus and stuff. So, um, what I want to say? Oh yeah, so we just went out there. <laughs> I we had no idea what like, what was about to happen. We just thought Snoop was gonna just rap and um, some <laughs> some extra extra stuff came with it. And uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> was not happy at all. Like he was pissed. Like I, I don't I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he definitely didn't didn't know uh, that that stuff was going to take place. So, I mean, that was interesting for sure. I mean, the the mascot with the inflated blunt was probably the funniest thing I've seen in my life. It was like, why? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, that stuff goes about. Like, do they, do they not do like a rerun, like a, like a like a pre concert before it happens? I I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I really don't. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was the most entertaining I've like Twitter has ever been. Like, cause you had so many people that were mad, so many people that were like us that were just cracking up, thought it was hilarious. But I hope, <laughs> I hope it's like, like <laughs> this is not like LA or something. Like this is this is <laughs> well, good old Lawrence, Kansas. He just didn't care at all. That's what I loved about it. He was like, Oh, I'm Snoop Dogg, I'm gonna do what I want. So um, That's the funny thing too is people thought Bill was like flexing on the NCAA because he had the money gun and shit. People and people actually think that too. <laughs> what about the, actually what about the Adidas shirt Bill wore and that the Adidas shirt with the dollar sign was that that was all coincidence or what? Nah, that was coincidence. I'm gonna ride with, with, with my coach. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was he. he it, I, I heard. I mean, I know. Adidas gave him a shirt to wear, and he just wore it. And uh, you know, I, I guess people look into it a different way. So, oh yeah, internet will spin everything. But all right, so twenty twenty or the your sophomore season gets off to a uh, pretty entertaining start. But you guys immediately go to Hawaii, playing in the Maui. Uh, Best trip. How? Uh, I mean, I don't think because going into that tournament, everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be KU, Michigan State in the finals." The next thing you know, you're playing Dayton, and it turned out to be the game of the year. Like Dayton was incredible. Yeah, it was the overtime. Was that, I mean, was that maybe, would you say that's one of your best games of your career individually? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, and just because of, you know, the atmosphere. I mean, it felt like a high school gym with, with the fans being right on you and uh, just playing in Hawaii, the championship game. So, I mean, yeah, that game, that game was super fun, super fun trip. It was like this super cool experience. Loved it. How, I was going to say, because I was actually out there for the tournament and I went to that Michigan State Dayton game and their fans, it was random. Their fans actually showed out for that tournament. So, and then, I mean, KU fans obviously travel everywhere. So, I'm sure that, say what? You said Dayton? Yeah. Yeah, their, fan, their fans were super loud. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine what the gym was like for that game. But yeah, you. We're pretty decent that night, 31, 6, and 5, I think. Yeah, man. <laughs> very fun night. Uh, yeah, very, very fun time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Obi, Obi, Obi was, was killing that game too. So, I mean, that's my guy. So, uh, we're in the same agency now and everything. But, yeah, it was super fun. You think it's possible that we could have saw a uh, KU Dayton national title game? Because that's what I wanted to happen. I wanted to see that game again. That very well could have happened. I mean, they they play super fast, two guards that can shoot it. So, I mean, that kind of style, if you get hot in March Madness, I mean, you, you can go far. So, I mean, that was definitely, like, a team I could have saw playing. Yeah. For sure. All right, guys, quick break with the interview with Devon Dotson to talk about Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of 
By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit itrustcapital.com to start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional things happening that are completely out of your control. Devon Dotson would know that better than anybody. Uh, there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Uh, Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with LED lights so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. Uh, the Shears 2.0, it's a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Uh, on their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. We always like to call it the AB Special and Moisturizer. Uh, this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. Uh, in fact, listeners to the show, 20% off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. And then before we get back to the interview, I just wanted to quickly touch on Bet Online one more time. They're your online sportsbook experts. Go get in on the action. You can do futures, you can do player coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager on than any other places online. So please. For support of the pod, go check out Bet Online. We know you're getting that itch to gamble. Go do it. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, so not, I mean, we, we brought up a great game, the the Maui, but another game on the schedule in the non-con was the the Villanova loss. Uh, yeah. you were good that game, but it was like, I don't know, one of those just extremely frustrating finishes to that game. Uh that game. Yeah. Any any thoughts on that, or you want to move on to the next subject? <laughs> Talk about it like, um, yeah. I mean, it was it was the game right before break. You know, um, we were coming in Villanova, KU, that rivalry, and um, I mean, I don't know how to, I forget how the game started off. I mean, I think people weren't hitting shots. Everything yeah. was going. Um, it was a kind of like a weird, eerie game. And uh, I wasn't playing, I wasn't playing my best the whole game, and you know I kind of made a spurt towards the end, made some plays, and and then I I, I think I, I mean I, I know I fell apart at the end. Uh, got I think I got ripped towards the end and missed the free throw and stuff. So yeah, bad game, but we bounced back the next game against Stanford. And, oh yeah, um, yeah man, yeah, bad bad game. 
this is one of the games I, I circled on the on the calendar for games that I wanted to talk about. But uh, I don't know. So I guess you, like you said, you guys bounce back. You're you're feeling great. You uh, you lose that home game to Baylor, which at the time I think people started to worry a little bit. It was like holy, like Baylor was really good. Baylor pretty much dominated us that you guys that entire game. But from there you guys clearly took off and just never looked back. So it's like, was that kind of the game that was the turning point for you where whatever happened that game allowed you guys to get it all figured out and kind of start the process of becoming the best team in the country? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I mean, not, not that we took them lightly, but we just, you know, I mean, last season, I mean, the previous seasons, we always just kind of not, I mean, we kind of beat up on Baylor and we were thinking that, I mean, we knew they were good, but we didn't know they were that good. And, now that we took them lightly, it's just, you know, we didn't know kind of of how good, you know, their guards and how quick their, their guards were. And they kind of took us by surprise at home game. And, um, and yeah, losing at home, like, we were all, like, like taken back. We're like – and, like, like, yeah, I think that was the turning point for sure because uh, I think that's the only game – yeah, my career that I lost there. And, I mean, I was super pissed. I mean, I didn't – I think we went out. I went out to eat with my dad, and one of my buddies came to town. And I, I don't think I spoke, you know, the whole time at dinner. I was just super, super, like, you know, upset about that game. And uh, we we had a great practice. Uh, I think the next day, uh, we all we all were like just pissed off, you know, and just hungry to 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 do something special. And um, you know, after that, yeah, it clicked for everybody. Um, had a great film session. And uh, we kind of figured out. I mean, Baylor liked to down the ball. I mean, down the ball screen. So that next game we played on, we kind of changed. You know what we what we wanted to do. So it was cool. What are Bill self practices like after a loss? <laughs> you wouldn't want to be in them. Let's just say that uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of detail, a lot of screaming, uh, a lot, <laughs> lot of defense. Probably like. 60% of defense. Um, couple cuss words. Yeah, curse words, a lot of running. How many times uh, you call you soft? Soft. A lot of softness getting thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, it was – those are not fun times after a loss, especially at home. Nah, you wouldn't that's – that's not a good place to be at. So, You got hurt that game though, right? I did. Was it in the first half or – when, first like, half. When the, yeah. It was like minutes to go in the first half. I kind of like, you know, somebody set a ball screen and their knee hit my hip. And I kind of ran back. I don't think the pain like hit me yet. And um, I kind of tried to make a move on the next end of the floor and it was wraps. I, I think I, I tried to come back later that game, but I just couldn't move. I, I couldn't do anything. It was just it was horrible. Yeah. At least you got them back in Waco, though. I think you gave a shush uh, to the crowd like five minutes into that game yeah it's funny because it wasn't like you know people were saying it was so early like why did he do that but it was actually directed towards a dude that was talking like it was like an old old guy sitting of course and literally like in warm-ups I mean he was just talking like and it was like directed towards me I'm like bro like, like he was like just trying to come at me like get in my head and so uh yeah tip off he was talking chirping 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 and then, uh, yeah, that, that shot, I came off a screen. I, when I was shooting, I actually heard him say something again. 
And he was like, that's all, that's break. And then it went, it went in and I just turned around and switched them. So, yeah. He <laughs> was on your head. Yeah, it was. It's a lot of that. Texas Tech had a lot of those, too. Like, a lot of old old guys just, just talking, bro. Yeah, it's I weird know. how these fans know all this random shit about like these college kids. Like they do their right. research. Shit. <laughs> nah, like, he like, he was saying some like research type stuff. I'm like, it's crazy. So, oh, so speaking of trash talk, speaking of things uh, escalating a little bit, I gotta ask you the K State fight at Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> how? Just tell me this. How stunned were you when you saw Silvio pick up a stool? <laughs> Oh man! All right, so it happened, right? I ran out there kind of first, just celebrating because I Silvio just beat the kid's shot like into the ground. So I'm, um, I'm just happy, like I'm going crazy. And then all of a sudden, I see some pushing, and I'm kind of like on the outskirts, you know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not in there, in there, but um, and I kind of make my way around the the rim. And then once I make my way around the rim, I just see Case just go flying like there's like a superman <laughs> superman die i'm like Yo, what is going on and then um i saw Silvio pick up that chair i, I was whew. i'm just so thank god that he didn't do anything with it but you know that was that was that was unbelievable i mean jeremy case earned his spot on the staff forever for That's real put his body on the line for broke real. his arm shout out to case man <laughs> So, I guess I, I don't know what else to ask you about the fight. All I could come up with was what went through your mind when the uh, when yeah, I don't. Here. But yeah, like, yeah. what 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 is it like in the locker room after something like that? Is it just kind of like what the hell just happened, fellas, or was it like uh, a talking about coach? Just anybody? Like what was it like in the locker room when you guys get back there? I mean, I imagine coach is pissed. You're laughing really hard. Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> he came in red as heck. Like, yeah, that was that's probably the most pissed off I ever seen him. But uh, uh, yeah, we were all, we were all just like, yeah, we. I don't. When he came in and he left, nobody said anything. It was just like we we're kind of just taken back, like trying to figure out what really just happened. And uh, I kind of looked at Mark, and Mark just turned his head, just shook his head. It was like, I don't even know, bro. And then <laughs> it was just chaos. I think Dave, Dave was, Dave wasn't in the locker room. He was like in the the lounge area, just screaming, just going off. So I don't, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, that was one of the. I mean, it was just brutal timing because you had the late night stuff that was bad publicity, publicity, and then the the fight happens and the pictures. Yeah. Like, even though he didn't do anything with it, it was still just like, you know, self was like, Man, this is just not good enough. But it didn't matter. You guys, you guys kept winning games. And we, we talked a little bit about that Baylor game, but I think that was the moment where the rest of the country was like, okay, Kansas is – because everyone kept saying there's not really a good team this year, but when you guys won at Baylor, I think people started to realize, like, Kansas mm -hmm. was the best team in the country. So – you say was that your favorite game as a Jayhawk? Like, is that the most fun you've had playing in a KU game? And uh, if not, the Baylor game. Yeah, which one is it? If it's not Baylor, what game did you like? Yeah, for sure, definitely that. Uh, yeah, Baylor game. Just just because of you know what kind of what was that stake that game? Yeah. You know what they did to us uh, at home. 
And being a game day game, early game, it was a sweep, you know, just kind of win uh, at their place and, uh, you know, kind of knocking them down to standing so we can get that number one spot on the Big 12, uh, you know, our race was super cool. And, and uh, yeah, that locker room after it was uh, – Coach Howard was coming in, dancing, doing it. Doing his little shuffle step and stuff, <laughs> water going everywhere. So yeah, that was just, it was super fun. And I feel like that was the most motion Dope has ever showed. Like Dope had probably the best game of his career that game. Yeah. But like post game was like out of me. People said I couldn't do it. Like he was on a full. <laughs> it's kind of like everything just came out of him in that game. It was like everything was kind of like built up inside of him. Um, yeah, I was just super. I was just super proud of him. Just, just. Is him just hooping, you know, you know, showing, you know, kind of, you know, the world, you know, what what he can do and 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 uh, how hard he worked that off season to, you know, he changed his whole body, changed everything. So I mean, it, it was it was cool to see. Yeah, he had like he had like twenty three and twenty that day. He might have been the best player in the country that last month or two. Yeah, I know, bro. It was hooping. Um, but we always. I mean, we've had some guys on here that have won a ton of games, and we kind of always ask this. And I know, I mean, you never really left the floor, like, the whole season. But was there ever a moment when you just kind of sat back and you're like, damn, this team's really freaking good? Uh, I think um, – I mean, honestly, we were, we were on a win streak. It was like 16 straight. Yeah, to end the year. Yeah, we were rolling, and – I think when it when it hit was that Texas Tech on the road uh, when we won that last game. I'm like, I think I did an interview after that game. I was like, yeah, we really like we really have a shot to to do something really special, man. Because um, I think we only lost one. Yeah, we lost one conference game, and uh, it was just yeah. When we did that, accomplished that on the road. Um, yeah, that's that's when it that's when it kind of hit. But you know. I mean, I was thinking the season was just getting started, but literally, I know the season oh. was ending. So, it was, so it was when it when it comes to like NCAA tournament and like obviously, so you win the game at Texas Tech. Did, at what point did you start to actually worry that the tournament could get canceled, or was it just like when it happened, you were like, "What?" Because I feel like it was a few days where you started to worry, like NBA season got canceled and all that stuff, or got. Mm-hmm. Got paused or whatever. So, like, when did it become a reality to you that the tournament might get canceled? I think uh, so. We traveled to Kansas City for the Big Twelve uh, conference and um, the tournament, and we didn't. I mean, we, we were going about everything regular. We did our shoot around before the game. Uh, we had we had no idea. So, actually, before the game, shoot around. We said, I mean, there was speculation that this tournament, we're going to have no fans in it. So that Big 12 tournament, like they came up before and said there's no fans allowed in the Big 12 tournament. And we're like, you know, we thought that was kind of, you know, yeah. far out, you know, no fans. Uh, so that never crossed my mind that the tournament was going to get canceled all in all. I thought it was going to get delayed. And um, so uh, where, where were we? We were – so we woke up that morning – doing scout film uh, for OK State. And um, kind of like on our way to the gym, we kind of went back up to get dressed, changed our uniforms, blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, we got a text from coach and saying, you know, this tournament is off. So, I mean, at that point, all right, I'm thinking, okay, the conference tournament is off. That's fine. You know, we're still going to have our March Madness still going to play. I thought I was going to get delayed. And then, um, like, it's five hours after that, we went, we came back to Lawrence. I went to well, I went, went to Freddy's with, with Jay Will. And uh, I, checked, I checked Twitter, and it was, it was over. So, it was just crazy. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, what, like, what, uh, what do you even do from there? Like, is Coach Sell, like, are you even mad or is it just a point of just like, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, as a fan, it was just like the most just depressing thing ever, but I can't. It was so many emotions. It was like anger, question, but then it was kind of like, I mean, this is bigger than basketball. Uh, so, I mean, it was, just, it was just so much stuff going through my mind. I mean, so he he called uh, a team meeting named McCarthy. Uh, we did, like, a little – I mean, we were kind of still in question, like, is this, like, is this really it? Like, I mean, like, I, I even – I mean, I asked him, I'm like, are you sure this is it? I mean, we can't – it can't be, like, you know, like, you know, uh, like a proposition of having, like, a tournament later and stuff and – it was like, yeah, this is it. So it was crazy. I mean, there was some, there were some tears in that exit meeting. Um, people were just so emotional. I mean, I was emotional. Um, so I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was dark times for sure, though. But we got through it. Uh, we, uh, yeah, got through it. Yeah, we, uh, we forgot to ask you this. And with KU K State football coming up this weekend. Uh, we've asked, like, Sharon used to talk a lot about Missouri fans. You obviously never really experienced that, but you did experience K-State fans. Uh, did you like playing in Manhattan? I know you went one and one there, but uh, I feel like K-State fans are kind of the, the toughest crowd you play with just when it comes to they, – they seem to hate KU more than most fan bases do. Yeah, so, yeah, my freshman year, yeah, that was the – the wildest fan base I played against uh, in college. Um, it kind of reminded me back in high school because back in high school, I'm from Charlotte. Our, the fan bases there were, were super reckless too. So it was kind of like a taking back to high school. They were doing chants, finding like a little, little personal stuff. Uh, like back in high school, they were finding like my girlfriend's name, saying like, you know, I just, just off the wall stuff in high school and, and that kind of brought you know playing at k-state brought that back uh being in high school but uh so man freshman year was wild but it was wild playing there but i i enjoyed that stuff but then my sophomore year k-state wasn't as good i think the, the arena was like half full it was like an 11 o'clock game so my sophomore year wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't that hype you know yeah. i think they they were like two and something in conference you know so yeah um, I wanted to ask, I, can't, I forgot to ask this before talking about sophomore year, but what was uh, Bill's emphasis before sophomore year? Like, was it kind of like defense, like defensive emphasis just because like the personnel you guys had with you, Marcus and Doak or like what, I mean, like what was his message before the, your sophomore year for that team? Yeah, for the team, uh... I mean, he kind of knew 
I mean, he, he, I mean, he said, he's just saying, I mean, we, we didn't have as many shooters as, as you know, as we wanted. But, uh, so, yeah, he, he kind of went that this team to hang their head on defense. And uh, we kind of, you know, took that upon ourselves. Uh, we kind of made that that our um, our identity. Uh, we every day in practice, we would try, you know, not let T hand, you know, the red shirts, the red squad, you know, get a bucket. And um, yeah, it was just a it was just a you know a cool year on the defensive end because of what we had. You know, Mark, dope blocking shots. Um, you know, with my quickness, I can you know get some steals and everything, but. Um, yeah, I mean that was. I mean, close up. I mean, you guys know. I mean, all this team. He loved. He loved defense. And, but uh, with this, with this year, you know, with the personnel we had, we were, you know, one of the best defenses in the country. So uh, yeah, it was cool. So so speaking of defense, speaking of Marcus Garrett, just like get KU fans excited for how good he's going to be this year. Like, do you think he could be a All American type guy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my guy for sure. Um, Mark Mark can be really special this year. I mean, it's last year, senior year. Um, you know, with me, me and Doke, and you know, other pieces. I mean, he, he couldn't really show, you know, his his offensive side. But um, you know, he 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 can score. I mean, if that like in practice, you know, he he can he can rattle off about like six eight in a row. So uh, I think this year, show more of his offensive side. Um, you know, the defense is always going to be there. I mean, he can defend anybody in the country. Um, but, you know, he can he can definitely be an All-American for sure, I think. Um, so tell me tell me what you would bring to an NBA franchise and why NBA GM should draft you next month. Uh, I just think, you know, my competitive drive, uh, you know, my, my will to win. And then my elite speed and quickness, uh, with the way the game's going, you know, the game is spreading out more. Uh, teams are playing, uh, you know, less big. So, I mean, that leaves the court spread out. And uh, that leaves, you know, more lanes to attack. And uh, with my game, I can get in the lane, um, you know, at will and make plays. So, I mean, the biggest thing is um, making plays. And, and I think coming in, uh, year one, um, I can really make an impact on the defensive side. Uh, I can really, uh, you know, with my strength and my quickness, I can really get into, you know, the, the opposing PG before I can uh, make an impact from start. Because, you know, coming in the league, you know, you're going to have to make a name for yourself. You know, it's going to be a build up. So I think the defensive side, I can really uh, make a name for myself. Hell yeah. I uh, I really want you to be a Laker and play with LeBron. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, nah, yeah, that would be crazy for sure. <laughs> all right, uh, B turn. You got you got anything else for him? Uh, were we gonna ask him about the Bulls? Oh, I guess yeah. You grew. I just feel like he's been so trained on these interviews to be like, man, I, I just want to go where whoever's gonna give me a chance. yeah. Right, that's what yeah. you're gonna say. But yeah, that's what our, you did grow up a Bulls fan, right? I did. I had I had bulls everything, jacket, hat, shoes, shorts. So yeah. Hell yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, do you have do you have anything else, Ry? No, I'm good. I feel like Doc's been yeah. working hard all day, probably ready to yeah. get off Zoom and quit. Five 
hour flight this morning. Yeah, yeah. just right back. Took some melatonin before the flight. Had a workout when I landed. <laughs> Wasn't the best idea. I shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, man. And I'm sorry you were all the unlucky things that happened to you uh, your two years at KU. But I mean, hell of a sophomore year. Led the Big Twelve in scoring and steals and free throws made and. I mean, one of the best point guards in the country, and we can't wait to see the draft next month and where you land. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you guys. Sure. Appreciate you having on in the draft. Yes, sir. Thank you. Go ahead, be gone with it. Go ahead, be gone with it. Drinks on me. Go ahead, be gone with it. Drinks on me. Go ahead, be gone with it. Drinks on me. Go ahead, be gone with it. Drinks on me. Go ahead, be gone with it.